wolves are losing Boy, it makes me sad Feeling beaten and bruising How'd they get so bad? They stop playing D Free points for all Someone tell this team Defense half of basketball The pieces don't fit The shots go clank It's making me sick Is this some kind of prank? Target center is barren Nobody going downtown The fans be swearing Here comes another beatdown Eight losses behind us And no wins in sight Our plunging plus minus Shows us things ain't alright Is it Drip Saunders? Or is it Jeff Teague? These losses are all blurs We're the worst in the league Our hearts have all sunk We smell bad, we stink Let's break out of this funk Straight it all, even the kitchen sink Welcome to episode 124 of Wolves Cast, the show that is the exact target demographic for the Kevin Garnett, Adam Sandler film, Uncut Gems. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. I only see Disney movies in theaters. That's right, the blockbusters, the big ones. You know, basically 50% of all movies in theaters these days. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, sorry if you also have the blues. You should have the blues, probably, if you're uh, listening to this episode of Wolves Cast, this podcast. All about the Timberwolves, and well, things aren't good right now. I'll tell you one thing, though. Just take you back from the ledge, everybody. Days are getting longer. Oh, days are getting longer. We've already had the shortest day of the year already. More so sunshine is what at you're the saying. very least. It won't, you know, the darkness will go away. Yeah. Although I said on the last, uh, I think it was last week's pod, I said uh, this team is only going to win two games before Christmas. Now it looks like we might only win one before Christmas. The month of December is uh, we're over right now <laughs> as we record. Brutal. As we record this. <laughs> But yeah, we as we record you. this on October or December nineteenth, yeah, excuse me, December nineteenth, nineteen days, zero wins. Oh man, only a couple games to go. Well, uh, you are proving your true allegiance to this uh, basketball squad here by tuning in to Wolves Cast this week. We really appreciate you listening to the show today on the podcast. We are going to very quickly recap uh, this terrible week. We're going to try to spend as little time possible <laughs> talking about bas- the actual basketball yeah, this the week. Games. It's been bad. Yeah, then we'll have full court press. We'll dig in a little more of the streak, talk about some trade rumors. We know that's really what you want to get into, some trade rumors, especially after this terrible week. Uh, it is Star Wars week, so we're going to have a little, a little fun. We're going to uh, play a little Star Wars draft. Um, also, we have a sponsor. 
We are going to dig into the mailbag. Thank you for sending in your questions. We have uh, many of them here. Weekly Wolfies and also a Star Wars game. A little double dip into Star Wars. Scott and I are big fans. That's uh, right. Always got to uh, commemorate the new new films by uh, you know tying it into our podcast. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We only skipped Solo. That's because it came out in May. It was weird. We don't we don't record podcasts in May because the Timberwolves yeah, are always out of it. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's rip the Band-Aid off here. Let's get into the week recap. Uh, record 10 and 16. This is the fourth podcast in a row. We've been stuck on 10 wins, Guy. We went back and looked. We've had 10 wins. It was like 10 and 8, 10 and 10, 10 and 13, I really, 10 and 16. I really thought we were going to get one this week. I really thought we were going to get one. Yeah. Uh, offensive rating. 16th defensive rating 21st net rating 21st so i saw in the month of december we have like a defensive rating or like worst we're allowed like by far like we're allowing like 125 points per 100 possessions or something like it's by far the worst defense in the league real rough so yeah last week when we recorded we were going to do the the losing streak blues but we're like what if they win tonight against utah Utah. (laughs) we're also on losing streak yeah what if uh, that Better didn't not happen. just in that case. Didn't happen. Mike Conley didn't play, uh, and uh, it was no problem. Uh, we probably should have just yes. done it because it would have been one of those things where we cursed ourselves, right. you know, where they right. would, we would have jinxed ourselves and the Wolves would have won. Yeah, for the good of the team, we should yeah. have done the losing streak blues then. Um, but yeah, Wolves lose 116 127 um, on this game. Uh, you know, just just Utah Jazz coming alive a little bit. No Mike Conley, but they had Donovan Mitchell. He took care of business uh, scoring wise for the Jazz, looking good. Um, you know, obviously we'll talk about this with Los Angeles as well, but just another mid range scoring game. You know, the Wolves are prone to give up those types of things. You know, come around the come around the screen and Towns has backed his butt all the way in the middle of the paint. And hey, you can just step right into that jump shot if you mm-hmm. want, you know. Too. And you know what? Sometimes that'll work because if you keep them to the mid range, then hopefully you just have to math hit enough game. of your yeah. shots, the yeah. math game. But unfortunately, Utah was able to hit 16 threes. So Ooh. it wasn't all wow. mid range that they were killing us. They were killing us from outside, too. And uh, you can't have that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a good game, though. Yeah, it was uh, throughout uh, the third quarter. It was, uh, you know, mostly close and, you know, pretty good game. Always fun to watch Towns. And Gobert go head to head. Gobert, you know, usually uh, you know wins that matchup. I feel like over the year of the last like couple years, anyway. But uh, you know, this was this was kind of the same thing. But you know, Jazz t- t- took the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, uh, took a fourteen point lead to the fourth quarter, and that was kind of it. Fourth quarter was kind of garbage time um, from there. But you know, that game was that game was a while ago. You know. We're, Let's 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 just move past it. You know what I mean? Let's unless you got anything else on the jazz yeah, that game. Was, Scott. Uh, last Wednesday or yeah. last Thursday? We, did we record? Yeah, on these Wednesday days are wrong. I yeah. have in here. So yeah, yeah. Wednesday because then it on was. Friday night, yeah, Los Angeles Clippers came to town and yeah, uh, not quite as many bandwagon fans in the crowd for that one, but still plenty of bandwagon fans. Actually, yeah, they're trying to build up their bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the Target Center has uh, <laughs> no lack of people wearing the opposing team's jersey. I'll tell yeah. you that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, at least those guys are getting good prices on tickets right now because yes. no one's going to the games yes uh if there was any hope uh at least going into this game we saw they didn't have pat beverly which is good because you know point wiggins point culver the one thing to take that away real guy real quick is a guy like pat bev who will the bulldog not let you dribble the ball yeah. if you dribble it high yeah. like andrew can um and no lou williams who has killed us before he kills everybody it's lou will you yeah, know he gives and it to everybody so uh we had our hopes up for that but the highlight of the night ended up being the blue jerseys and yeah, marty Gal- gellner on the call city jerseys because you know it's not as disappointing as the the next loss we'll talk about because this is one of the best teams in the league and they yeah, played like elite, it, you elite, know like yeah. Kawhi is so good right now crazy 
So, uh, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George, their stars dominated us. Our stars had a good game. Towns, season-high 39 points. Uh, Wiggins had a very efficient game scoring-wise as well. But uh, the the L.A. stars just were sh- shown brighter than the star of the north here in Minnesota. Yeah, they both had over 40 points, 42 points for Kawhi, 46 for PG. That was that was something to watch. They, they really had it going, and... Yeah, the Wolves were helpless to that. But like you said, you know, that's not really a, as bad of a loss as, as, you know, that's a really, really good team right there. The Wolves battled back in the fourth quarter, got it to a couple possessions right at the very end and really, you know, couldn't couldn't really close it out. But at least they kept it close. At least it was a decent yeah, game. You can't, uh, you're not going to feel too bad yeah. about losing to the Clippers, whereas the Pelicans, Ooh, wah, wah, who I yeah. have money riding on to not make the playoffs, uh, I'm, I'm, I might collect at the end of this month. Should, you know, they're, they're, you should get a double or nothing going. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, he won't do that What's with me. the, like, what would it be like a line, like 35 wins or something like right, that? Right, yeah, you know, something a, like that. Double yeah. or nothing. <laughs> yeah, maybe, because without Zion back yet, maybe I can talk him into thinking like, oh, Zion could carry him to 30 He's going to miss half the yeah, season. Exactly. He's going to miss 41 games. And I mean, they're at a point where they might start trading pieces, which we'll talk about a yeah. little later in the show. Yeah. But um, coming into this game, what was uh, the losing streak for the Pelicans? 13. 13. 13. Ours, ours was seven. Um, and yeah, there's no real excuses. We were a better team than the Pelicans, or at least I thought so before last night's game. Yeah, not and right now we're not. I think uh, I got offended by this tweet after this game. The Timberwolves before the game tweeted, you know, like, Something like, you know, cozy, like the guy, they tweeted like three guys outfits coming into uh-huh, the arena. Uh-huh. It was all sweats Sweat and like pants. matching, yeah. matching sweatsuits. And it was just like, uh, it's, it, they described it as cozy and something else. Cozy fam, probably. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, they're too cozy because they, <laughs> they did not come. Like, we got to have a new wear dress suits. code. Yeah. yeah. You had to wear hard shoes because you are too co- cozy walking into the Target yeah. Center right yeah. now yeah. because they had no energy. And well, it's, and it's crazy because going to this game, not only 13 games in a row for New Orleans, but, you know, four days off for the Wolves before this game, right? Like, they played, yeah. they, the last game, you know, against LA was Friday and this game happened on Wednesday. So and the Pelicans played an overtime game the, the night, night before, before yeah. against the Nets. So they were on the back end of a back-to-back, which is basically a scheduled loss, and we still couldn't put up a fight. Yeah, uh, Brandon Ingram was crazy in this game. Uh, you know, he was just incredible. He's been really good this year. So it was this was not the case of uh, you know a no name guy or as Jim Pete said last night an off brand called I forget who it was. He's off brand guys like scoring or whatever. Uh, but that, that's not Ingram. He's been he's been giving it to everybody this year. He is going to get a max contract for sure uh, this off season coming up here. Um, he had 18 points in the first quarter alone, 25 in the first half alone. I think he finished like 29 or like 32 or something like that uh but he did his business he, he took care of business there in the first half he really stuck it to us there it was just he had like eight shots in a row at one point it's just really incredible always fun to compare him to wiggins you know i feel like up into this season they're both like similarly like disappointing and sleepy and sort of like you know full of potential but never really realizing it and ingram's getting there right now and you know wiggins obviously had a good good very beginning of the season and you know i think he he still could uh you know sort of be on on ingram's level uh going forward as well but he, he's got to pick it up uh yeah it's yeah. just it's you know wiggins can play like a star when cat's out there because cat spaces the floor yeah. draws the defense away gives yeah. wiggins the room too. to cook but we see like he had such an inefficient night against yeah. the pelicans it's like when towns isn't out there wiggins really struggles to score and so it's just like it's tough to have a max contract on wiggins i know some people are like we can't trade him now we can't trade him 
But it's like, man, if if he can only be like a you know a, an elite level scorer when Towns is out there, maybe he doesn't deserve that max contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolves defense just terrible in this game. So many open threes. Uh, you know, no Towns in this one. So you know that's tough to you know that's your best rim defender probably. So you know even even when you don't you know he's not great at that, but when he's not there, you definitely feel it in the paint. Lots of you know, layups and lots of dunks and stuff like that. Um, I noticed people leaving after the third quarter, even on TV. I noticed, like, you know, folks leaving on the third quarter. It's like a 14 point game. So, like, game's not over yet, but the Wolves fans appropriately knew. They knew. You know, they knew. They, <laughs> they knew. knew. They knew what sort of performance they were, we're watching. We're not dummies. We're not dummies. Despite yeah. the fact that we continue to invest in this team emotionally. Just a rough night. Uh, you know, guards couldn't shoot. You know, Jeff Teague had a rough one. Um, you know, just just no scoring from the, from the you know, guard positions. Okogi was really bad offensively in this game as well. You know, lots of guys had a hard time making shots so yeah so the pelicans they broke their streak wolf streak continues you know they're now eight eight uh eight games but uh yeah it's, it was a very tough week especially after yeah, man that that new orleans game was the kicker right that's the one <laughs> that's the yep, one they definitely they, yeah, i've been playing terrible all season Maybe we gave uh, Alvin Gentry an extension. You know, maybe we, we made him able now to stick around until Zion gets back because that's the buzz. Is he going to be able to keep his job until Zion comes back? So, yeah, now the Wolves are tied for the third least w- uh, wins in the Western Conference. Only the Pelicans, wow. who have seven now, and the oh. Warriors, who have five, have less. And you got to hope we beat the Warriors on the road. We can't become the Warriors' sixth win on the season. Yeah, really. Uh, but, yeah, it's... it's uh, Looking bad. All right. Things are bad, Neil. Yeah, things things are bad. We got let's analyze a little bit. Let's dig into that just a little bit here. Let's get into full court. Do we press. have to? We have to. It's, it's it's all it's all happening right now. This is this is important. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Here's the tip. Okay, first thing we need to talk about is this losing streak, is this stretch, eight games, eight in a row, eight losses. Uh what is going on here, Scott, in your mind and what you see on the floor? Um, you know, what's what stands out the most to you as far as like what is the issue here as far as eight losses in a row? Well, it's obviously a lot of issues, but if I were to have to pick one, I would say the schedule has gotten mm. our opponents have gotten better. Yeah. We've had to be on the road a little bit and our opponents are just better than the opponents we played. We had an easy schedule in the first month of the season and that went away. And it was, you know, it went away at the same time that the scouting report got out on us that teams adjusted to what we were doing, so we weren't surprising teams by taking all these threes anymore. They started taking those threes away from us. And so this team that was, you know, almost leading the league in three-point attempts, that now we've seen our, you know, attempts cut way down because teams are knowing what we're trying to do and they're taking it away from us pretty easily. Um, so that's that's one of the major ones. What do you think, Neil? Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's hard because, yeah, it's twofold. It's, uh, it's wow, the offense has fallen off a cliff and the defense is the worst in the league. What do you <laughs> – which is worse? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I think you're right about the scouting report. We've been worried about this kind of going forward i think wiggins is really affected by this they're bringing help to him they're bringing they're not letting him get into the paint quite as much you've seen him kind of settling for some of the turnaround twos a little bit and more when he gets before. into the paint he's a step farther back than when he was so his floater is just mm-hmm. a little off whereas earlier in the season he'd get a step closer to the rim i feel like but they're once again, the defense knows to help off or help over when he gets into the paint, and he's been kind of pulling up. Just to, even when he does get into the paint, it feels like a step further back. Yeah, uh, so and obviously it's the defense. I mean, the defense is you know you can't have the worst defense in the league. I mean, that goes without saying, right? Like in the month of December, I think it is right. They've been thirtieth, so yeah. uh, you know that is that's the main issue in my mind. I mean, they're just. 
they're just 30 point quarters. That's kind of something I've been trying to clock a little bit is like, how many 30 point quarters is this team going to give up? And I think, you know, scoring's up overall in the league. You know, that's usually the case year over year. It usually doesn't last this long. Like, it usually tapers off. But I feel like even with scoring being up, what was it giving up? Like 120, like every single night. It's crazy, you know? And so, like, when you have. When you have that going on, it puts even more pressure on your offense, and and yeah, it's sort of like this, this just loop, you know, this feedback loop, and it's just is bad, bad all around. So uh, yeah, it's on I both feel sides. Like, uh, you know, it'd be great if Jeff Teague had another illness that ends up actually being a surgery that they didn't tell us about, because uh, you know he's the worst defender on this team. So you yeah. know, I feel like he's been getting he's more scoring minutes. More. He's been getting more minutes because he's scoring more. Yeah, and it. He just can't score enough to justify all the points he gives up. He's just such a negative on defense that I feel like, you know, it's easy to point at Teague. I know he's the kind of the hated member on yeah. this Timberwolves team among yeah, everyone. So it's easy, it's easy to dump on him. It's not just his fault. But, uh, you know, I do think he's a, one of the main contributors to our lead, not leading our lead. Yeah. Misleading defense. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this team is just in disrepair in, in certain ways, too. It's not even necessarily an injury thing, although the injuries to Jake Lehman and, you know, having guys miss miss one or two games here, you know, here and there. You know, Towns missing the New Orleans game. He's questionable for the Denver game on Friday. Um, you know, but more than that, it just feels like unsettled. Like the change happened, um, you know, when they put Jared Culver in the starting lineup and, and mixed everything up. You know, there and 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 I'm not. I don't want to blame it on that, but it it definitely feels like things are very unsettled as far as especially the the backcourt goes, as far as the ball handling duties go. Like again, they just can't they can't seem to find the right mix. Covington's kind of been you know off. You know, his shots not always falling, and he's ha- having a hard time. You know, having quite the defensive impact that he has in the past. We talked about that last week yeah. with him at the four versus you know playing a three. So although like their main players have played most of the games, and you know other teams have way worse injury luck than the Wolves do currently it still feels like there's these weird absences and gaps and sort of like continuity sort of things that there's just no real like flow to game to game for for this team right now it's just like they start every game from zero and and it's like a new adventure every single time it's it doesn't feel like it's like oh here's what we do and here's what we're good at and here's here's how here we go against Timberwolves it's more just like what's going to happen today I don't know because who's playing and what's going on and how are they going to play together I don't know I think you know it's the nature of small sample size is that if you're good that small sample of the season where you overplay your expectations happens yes. at the beginning of the season all of a sudden and our expectations are way yeah. high yeah. but I think it, people have lost sight of the fact that this is a bad roster this uh-huh. is a very bad team yeah. there's not very many good players on this team yeah and a lot of minimum guys if, a lot of young guys the third youngest team in the league you if know everything goes perfectly right we can we we gel and things click into place and uh, you know, we can get a win and we can play against the best of them. But unfortunately, there's no margin of error. It's not like because other teams are so good that like if a couple things aren't working for them, they're not shooting well, their defense is falling apart. They'll still find a way to win. Yeah, we can't do that. We, we if one the, one thing's wrong with our team, we we're not getting a win. Well, we night. don't. Yeah, we don't have the singular skill or like yeah, we don't have the uh, certain all star player or whoever it is. We don't have these guys who can sort of like rise up and, you know, carry you for even like five minutes or something like that. Right. Without I mean, Towns, is t- it. T- Towns might be able to do it, but he doesn't get enough shots. Yeah. We're not giving him the ball. Yeah. So it's like we do have one player who can do that, but we don't give the ball to, to him. The ball. We don't yeah. give the ball to yeah. him. So. Yeah, so you know, there's definitely lots of reasons for why things are going bad right now. But, you know, I think something else we should talk about is Towns. There is issues right now with getting your best player the ball. And I think – you know, I don't know. I think that's something that is uh, is for sure 
falls under the game plan discussion, right? Like to start the start the season, Towns felt like he had the ball in his hands all the time, and maybe teams are doing stuff now to 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 you know counter that. I think that's yeah. definitely part of it. But like making it look like Jeff Teague has an open lane because then he'll take it. Sure, he won't there's pass. lots of different ways. <laughs> yes, there's lots of different ways to make sure Towns doesn't touch the ball. Like yeah, give someone else a free <laughs> like way to the rim. Like that's for sure. But I think there's also you know. Saunders needs to stay in front of this stuff, right? He needs to like find new ways and continue to find new ways and look at possible avenues to get Towns the basketball. I don't, I don't know why they don't have him dribbling. I know it's like, okay, you want him near the hoop and stuff, but I feel like he could just like grab and go more often, or even like dribble handoff beyond three more often. There's, I think they need to go even further into the idea of like make sure Towns at least touches the ball to start a possession because yeah once per possession Towns needs to touch the ball <laughs> yeah yeah so I think that is definitely part of this too is they have kind of been stymied in in the ways that they are getting their best player the basketball or the lack thereof and yeah he's got to get healthy you know um, hopefully his knee gets gets that figured out but also that's a part of this too it doesn't feel like we're we are um, you know prioritizing our best possible players here yeah and all of our momentum has been lost so so all that good chemistry we had you know it's you're seeing guys play lackadaisical you see guys you know trying to get theirs trying to you know right, more selfish yeah just trying to yeah. get their points and that comes contributes to the towns thing too and that makes towns the worst player too because when he gets the ball he doesn't know when he's going to get it again and it makes him press for his own shot more whereas when we started the season it was just a more egalitarian thing we shared the ball you tried to get the best shot you know and yeah you know, I know that teams have taken that away from us uh, in a lot of ways and ch- how they changed up how they're defending us. But we need to make that counter change because, uh, you know, if we can't, then it really speaks poorly to Ryan, I think, Saunders. Thankfully, the schedule, you know, changes up here a little bit. Unfortunately, they're on the road. Fortunately, the Wolves play better on the road. So I, I don't know what to think here. Right? In most situations, going well, on the road is a bad thing. For the Wolves, it might be a good thing. They like it when the arena is at least half full. There you go. You know? So, yeah, we get to go to Sacramento Actually, and that's Portland not a, that's and Golden not State. Fair because the upper deck usually gets pretty full. It's just the lower deck that's been anemic yeah, this the season. The part you can see. The wolves need to let people sneak down easier. <laughs> it's apparently a little harder to do that these days because you know the team is obviously not getting energy from the home crowd, and you know it's kind of a we've talked about it, it's kind of a you know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. Like, crowd's not going to have energy when you're playing so poorly, and they're not going to come to the games when you're playing so poorly. But the team is playing poorly because there's no energy from their home crowd. You know, yikes! All right, uh, well let's uh, let's keep this thing moving here. He's heating up. Okay, let's uh, talk about uh, something a little more exciting here. Trades, trade season. It's happening. Everybody wants to talk about trades, although it's a little early for trades. I feel like we kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're feeding the beast here, though, Scott. We're, we're, we're part of the machine right now. Uh, trade season, you know, as we said, trade deadline is February 6th. But just because guys are eligible now, everybody wants to talk about it. Uh, I and think this is what bad teams do. We yes. can't talk about the, the basketball because it's too depressing. So we, we have talk to talk about, about yeah speculation as wolves fans who have been cheering for this team for any amount of time knows we talk a lot about trades there's yeah. a lot of trade machine action going on maybe that's why we got gupta yeah we, let's go of any fan base we might run the most trade trade uh machine trades yeah let's hope let's hope for something like that but yeah um by all accounts trade trade season you know although it did get kicked off here on the 15th with those eligible players i think here in the next couple of weeks it'll get heating up even more uh the g league showcase happening uh this week in in Vegas, I think Vegas or Salt Lake, I can't really remember. But uh, one of those two G League showcase, all the teams uh, getting together, all the GMs, 
all the front office guys starting to talk, starting to get the chatter going a little bit. So by all accounts, maybe some more trades will be uh, happening, or at least one maybe <laughs> happening as we go forward here. But uh, we've had some more rumors. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, everybody wants to talk about him. Lots of Wolves fans very excited about him. Dennis Smith Jr. in the uh, trade rumors, uh, potentially having some interest uh, from the Wolves. No! Uh, yeah, a reclamation project, uh, third draft uh, guy, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And uh, Drew Holiday also uh, potentially in rumors right now, obviously with the Pelicans struggling. Uh, they have Lonzo Ball. Um, they have Josh Hart, you know, they got some, they got some Lonzo's other guys playing terrible. They, they got hella picks, you know, so yeah. I don't know. Um, so lots, lots of different guys to talk about. Um, Scott, what has stuck out to you as trade rumors here this week? Is there any, any of these names? Uh, okay. You've made your, you made your uh, opinion. No, no, uh, Dennis Smith jr. You don't want any piece of that. No, Dennis Smith, you know, the I mean, project of there's uh, always saving a, him. There's always a chance. That I feel like, I mean, any basketball environment's better than being a Nick right now. Sure, so yeah. I don't think he's as bad but as Dallas he is for the Knicks. Him out. But I'm worried about that. Dallas is like, bye. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. I, I don't think he's a winning player, and I don't like his money either. I know he's on a rookie contract, but he got drafted high enough that it's not a negligible yeah. amount of money. and you'll money. have to pay him after next year, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, maybe, the, the maybe clock's ticking one, but yeah, yeah, the clock is getting close. So, uh, and he's kind of just a ball hog. So not, not that's a guy who's going to take shots away from towns so i'm not super excited about that but i would keep an open mind if the price was nothing you know or something like that yeah and yeah and you know drew drew holiday you know someone the wolves saw very recently here that's that's the guy right that's the one i mean a lot of people like d'angelo russell as well but for me you know for me the defense is really a big big problem there how many years does he have left on his contract uh d'angelo uh no uh drew good question i think i'll look at two more yeah i think two more here for drew holiday but you know definitely the wolves they're in the market for point guard you know by all accounts that is that is kind of what they're sniffing around on right now they need ball handlers they need people who can create offense um you know and so hey that sounds like d'angelo russell he's shooting the ball great he is uh you know he's diamond guys up he's really good on offense no argument there but you know for me personally i just would prefer someone who's a little bit more adept defensively to me that has been the bigger issue for the wolves or the last few years and around carl anthony towns i feel like you just need better defenders and so ideally you'd be able to get a guy drew holiday first team all defense a few years ago so yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's interesting with him because he's making 26 this year 25 next year and when the text isn't all green, does that mean it's an player option? option? It's yeah. a player option. Yeah. So he'll probably opt out because he wouldn't want to stick with the Timberwolves. Although at age 31, if he had a bad season, he might want to keep well, that $26 million it's a, hit. It's, it's, it's not a great thing because they will pick, they'll take the right option, right? If they're not worth that money, they'll grab it. Right. And if they're exceeding that money, they're gone. So yeah, the player option <laughs> the player never option. works for the team. You know, yes. that's, that's, uh, but I mean, good for him to have it. But, yeah. but I mean, I just, part w- of the problem yeah. is that, yeah. like, you know, when do we get off all the cap? You know, because like yeah. if Drew's going to be here for next year and then leave, that kind of works because Gorgie's going to be here for next year and then off the books. And we still have yep. that clean cap sheet for year three of Carl's contract. And I think that's kind of what we're aiming for, sure. anyways. That's what coming into the season, yeah, yeah we thought 2021, our Summer, cap space yeah. will be clean and we can do some stuff. But if we get Drew Holiday, I mean, we're capped out until then, you know, because yeah. it's just a huge contract. And I think it might be worth it. You know, actually, I do think it's worth it. He's a great defender. Defender. He's a mm. uh, really competent point guard who would get the ball to Towns and run an actual offense. So I would be all aboard that. But the question is, especially when we're going into the trade season, is just like, 
we're too far out of it to be like we got to make the playoffs this season. It's a very win now, yeah. I mean, we're not so far out of it that's it's impossible. No, yeah. I think our playoff odds on five thirty eight are still like thirty six percent or something. Yeah, we're still in the mix. So I mean, we're only a couple games under five hundred, and you know, so maybe if we really want to go for broke and do that, that's fine. But I wouldn't be looking to players with expiring contracts because it's just like why why are we giving up stuff for them? Unless so, it's just kind of a mutual, because I feel like we'd have to give up something good to get Jeff Teague. It's not just going to be like take our bad contracts, you know. Exactly, uh, Drew Holiday is who you met. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, we've been I've been outspoken about not really wanting D'Angelo uh, Russell. Just think he's paid too much. Also, I just so, think why would the Warriors make that trade midseason? They're going to at least want to wait to see what he looks like with Clay, with Steph, like, or even if they don't want to do, do it that, before then, they they're, have no reason to trade him midseason. They'll get better yeah. offers next summer. Like, they'll still be the one that worst teams in the league with him like that right. it's not like they need to like tank and trade him to tank no they'll be down there just with him fine <laughs> exactly so i just don't see the reason why they would do a mid-season trade so him. as far as who else to target people were asking me that on twitter i came up with a little list here not necessarily the most uh you know uh, i'm not sure how these moves would happen but just looking around the league as far as potential guys fred van vliet he's a free agent here at the end of the season he's gonna get big money uh probably going back to the raptors who knows how that'll go yeah, i don't but, know if the raptors yeah, would deal him he'd be super ideal he's pretty important to what uh, they're doing this yeah, season. Drew Holiday and Derek White are the top three for me. Derek White uh, in San Antonio, just another good, you know, three and D kind of point guard. Yeah, not not necessarily a superstar. Um, young guy, though, that I think can be really just a great fit. You know, I don't think the Wolves need a superstar point guard. They just need a great fit who's good at defense and can get Carl the ball and actually shoot some, make some threes when it gets kicked back out to him. Like, that's just what they need. Uh, so I think that. And then more on the lower end, um, Thomas Sanaransky, he just signed with Chicago. I'm not sure why they would move on from him. But hey, it's the Bulls. Anything's possible. Uh, They're not going anywhere. This <laughs> yeah, everybody's on sale for we them. Could probably get Zach Levine back if we really wanted it. And then two lower rung guys: Austin Rivers, Dennis Schroeder. Obviously not great names, but guys Schroeder's who can, making too much money. I think. Guys who can be better than what we have and as, actually run the point guard position and be competent and be at least a stopgap until we can figure that next point guard of the future out. So that Schroeder's be, a, a an unpopular name among the fan yeah, base. Neil, I wouldn't yeah. be floating that one out there. He was, he's last on my list. He's last, and All he's right. not instead of D. Low, but I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. It's hard to compare all these guys, obviously. Yeah. And we'll have a better idea. Like like I said, even with the Wolves, it's like, oh, are we in sale mode? Or are we, you know, yeah. trying to make the playoffs? All that will be crystal clear in another month or so. So I, I think, you know, it's probably something we'll talk about on future shows, too, because I wouldn't expect anything in the next seven days or even necessarily the next three or four weeks. So totally. we'll get back to it. He's on fire! All right, it is Star Wars week, as we said. Very excited uh, to see Rise of Skywalker this weekend. It's going to be good. Well, we'll see if it's going to be good, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun more than anything. Uh, Going tomorrow. Love Star Wars. Me too. It's going to be a great time. And uh, so we decided to uh, get in on a little Star Wars draft here. So we are going to draft a starting lineup, five players, uh, basketball team using only Star Wars characters. And I want to say Neil set this next rule. And I'm just defending because send tweets to me. Neil's decided that we should pick three humans, one droid and one other other. And I'm saying droids are just to have as just as much humanity as humans. Aliens are people, Neil. I don't think they should be relegated to the sidelines, but you set the rules and I'm ready to play by them. Yeah, this is really just based on how long the lists are. So, yeah, there's a lot of human characters. There's very few droid characters. And as far as, like, actually, you know, proper names with them, there's not many, you know, creatures or other. Um, but real quickly, I'm going to run down the, 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 the pool of players we're going to draft from here, and then we're going to do our draft. So, for humans, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Leia Organa, Lando Calrissian, 
Boba Fett, Emperor Palpatine, Qui-Gon Jinn, Mace Windu, Queen Amidala, Darth Maul, Finn, Poe Dameron, Rey, Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, General Hux, Snoke, The Mandalorian, Chiret Imwe, Baze Malbus, Jin Erso, Cassian Andor. Uh, I'll run the droid so we get a, just a different voice here. Thanks, Scott. C-3PO, R2-D2, K-2-S-O, BB-8, R3-X, Rex, yeah. Rex who is the Star Tours guide from Disney World. Of course, Neil remembered him. <laughs> IG-88, uh, I want to say L3 from Solo, uh, oh, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridges. She's yeah. great. We'll put her on the list. Wow. Uh, General Grievous, and you know, let's also throw in the battle droids from you know the, <laughs> the prequels, all the droids from the droid army. Other creatures, talking Yoda, the Child, Chewbacca, uh, Jabba the Hutt, Admiral Akbar, Sebulba, Wado, Jar Jar Binks, uh, random cantina band member. Like Max Rebo or something? Yeah, Greedo. Uh, he wasn't in the cantina. He was in Jabba's palace. Oh, yeah. He's like, a, he's like a keyboard player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love him. Uh, Ma- Maz Katana, uh, Nia Nub, and uh, Zeb Aurelius. Yeah. Gar- Gar- One Zeb. from the cartoons. So, all right, so we have we're gonna we're gonna each pick. Um, you know, we kind of have some some favorites here. Scott, I'm gonna give you the first pick. You pick anybody you want. You know, you can do this in any order. You don't have to pick your humans first, droids first. You pick anybody you want, and uh, just write down write down who you got, so we can uh, you know we can uh, remember these things. But uh, you go ahead. First pick goes to you. All right, I think that uh, actually I I don't see him listed as a human. Um, I guess because I want to pick. Anakin Skywalker with my first pick. Not necessarily Darth Vader, but okay. Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3, Anakin Skywalker. One of the most powerful Jedis we see at the master master of his uh, powers at that point. And he doesn't have the physical limitations of Darth Vader with all the you know computer stuff that Darth Vader has, all the robot parts. But Anakin also would be just the irrational confidence guy. He's gonna be. He's got a J.R. Smith level of confidence. Like, yeah, he is so arrogant that he's gonna. Yeah, he's never gonna Head be like strong. we're out of this game. Yeah, he's he's got that that maximum confidence and just one of the best Jedi to ever do it. So I'm gonna pick Anakin Skywalker with my first pick. Nice. My first pick is going to be the Wookiee Chewbacca. Ooh, uh, tallest, probably tallest person in all this. Tallest. Uh, you know, uh, you know, sort of creature here, and uh, you know, Chewbacca. I feel like you know, he, not only in his size, but you know, his, his wingspan, um, his ability to run the floor, uh, his ability to communicate, and sort of, uh, you know, I don't know if he's a leader, but I feel like he gets along with everybody and can work with everybody. So, you know, I definitely, I, I need a big man to start this, and uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he can dunk it. So, I'm gonna go Chewbacca with my first pick. Why? Nobody's afraid to get screened by a droid. That's because droids aren't known to pull the people's arms out of their sockets on the pick and roll. Good pick. Exactly. Chewie was on my list for sure. That's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to now I know that you can't pick another creature, though. So I'll save my creature for the last pick. OK, so you're now boxed out of that category. Uh, I'm going to go with another OP Jedi with uh, Ray, star of the, the sequel trilogy. Um, we'll see what happens to Ray tomorrow when we go to the movies. Yeah. But I was watching Force Awakens. I've been watching all the movies on the run up. Yeah, I watched watch. Last Jedi tonight after the podcast. But I was watching Force Awakens, and Ray just does everything well. There's nothing she does poorly. She can fly a ship. She can repair a ship. She can speak droid. She can speak uh, Chewbacca's language, a Wookiee language. Uh, she, with no training whatsoever, knows how to do Jedi. 
Jedi mind tricks and very knows well how to rounded, do. no weaknesses. She's such a natural that she doesn't need to be trained in any aspect of the Force to know how to do all the Jedi stuff. Perfect. Luke didn't learn how to do that stuff for three movies, and Ray could all do it in the first movie. So she's a natural, just uh, you know, on the scouting co- combine, just uh, top of the numbers for, for everything. So I'm going to go with Ray as my second pick. Very nice. Well, you know, I got to get on this uh, this Jedi sort of Force sensitive uh, train here, so. I'm going to go with someone very powerful in the Force. Kylo Ren. I'm going dark. Uh, you know, I think uh, he is someone very aggressive. You know, he's definitely the alpha of this team. Uh, you know, we need someone who's going to take over at crunch time. We need someone uh, who's not going to step down, who's not going to back down from a tough challenge. You know, you know, someone, If hey, if you need a bucket, this guy has murdered his own father. So, you know, whatever. Like, you know, he's, he's not scared of that moment at also, all. Also, if you decide to play shirts versus skins, you know he he's does in. that shirtless, high-waisted high pants waist. look yes. from Last Jedi. Yes. So um, even though he's dark side, you know, I, I'm, going, I'm going game. So let's, uh, let's get Kylo Ren over here. That's my second pick. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a droid for this one. I added him to the list because I knew I was going to pick him. General Grievous from uh-huh. Revenge of the Sith. Four arms. And, uh, you know, he's got the he's shown he has a lot of athletic ability. He can get down on all fours and scurry around if he needs to run the the fast break. Wow. And he's we've seen him use four lightsabers at once. So I feel like he's going to be able to, you know, use the offhand like three different ways to push off of people and dunk with the fourth hand. So I'm going with General Grievous, the four armed monster. All right. You've got your droid now. That's good. Um, all right, I'm going to pick another humanoid. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mandalorian. Name unknown, just Mando, you know. But uh, Mandalorian, I've been very impressed with his resourcefulness, his ability to essentially get out of any pickle, any sort of situation. Mandalorian uh, finds a way. So, you know, we need that on our team. We need somebody um, who's going to, you know, be able to, when things get tough, you're going to be able to turn to the Mandalorian to find a solution to get out of this thing. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like the sky's the limit. He's got a high ceiling. Right now, I don't know where the ceiling is for Mandalorian. We don't. We've never really seen him lose. We've never really seen him. You know what? What? What is it? What is the ceiling for this guy? So he's, he's going to be on this team for a long time, and hopefully, and keep improving. And he may or may not have a jetpack in the near future. So yes. we'll see. He's going to be flying around. Hopefully, see. So I'll take Mando. Even, even harder to cover. Okay, Mando. I like the Mando pick. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to uh, take my last human. I guess. I'm going to take from Rogue One, Chirrut Imwe, the blind uh, fan of the Force. Ah. I am one with the Force, and the Force is one with me. Yes. And, uh, I know who that is. We saw him no-look no shoot down a TIE fighter with his stick oh. when they were on Edu. He Looking the other way. Sharpshooter. Yeah, shot down a, a whole TIE fighter. We saw him beat up a whole gang of stormtroopers by himself blind. So I think he's going to have like those no-look passes or anything. He's blind. People are not going to be able to see where his eyes are going. I always get my passes intercepted because I look at who I'm going to throw the yeah, pass to like, yeah. like 20 seconds before I throw the pass. I'm like, you ready? You ready? I, I get so many passes stolen that way. You're never going to be able to see what's coming with Cheer It. So I'm going with Cheer It from Rogue One. Nice. Very good pick. Uh, all right. My uh, fourth pick is going to be uh, the legend, the myth, the man, Luke Skywalker. Come on down. You know, we already have a Jedi. Uh, you know, is someone he trained in Kylo Ren. Uh, but, uh, you know, I want uh, I want the OG. I want the guy that everybody wants to get the autographs from. This kind of feels like the Michael Jordan. This feels like the Kobe maybe in this pick. You know, we're trying to, you know, he might not be the most intimidating person on the court, but everybody respects him out there. You know what I mean? Everybody knows this guy's got that old man YMCA game or something like that. Like From? Dagobah with Yoda. That's where he got his college training <laughs> from? done. Yeah, that's where, that's where he learned. Also, you know, Last Jedi, we saw he can do 
a force projection. So you think he's standing in the oh. corner wide open, but actually he's not. He yeah, just projected yeah. his image. He's going to get the offensive rebound instead. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm keep, I got to have another Jedi. So Luke Skywalker is going to have a Gatorade bottle of that blue milk on the sideline for whenever <laughs> he sits down. All right. Yeah. I like the pick. I like the pick. I now have to get an alien or slash other, other. as you describe yeah. them. Yeah, other. Um, this one, I'm going to go with the cartoons. Star Wars Rebels is great. I'm going with Zeb, Garizeb Zeb Aurelius. He is a Lasat, and they have a crazy long wingspan. And he's, wow. he's uh, I would have gone Chewbacca if you if I had my pick of any aliens. But if it goes, if he's off the board, my second pick for an alien, no doubt, is Zeb. He's got the wingspan Zeb. and all the right, all the tools that you need for what a good show is Zeb player. from? He's from Star Wars Rebels. Rebels, okay, very cool. good. Check I would recommend everyone watch it. Clone watch Wars that. and Rebels, both very good. Gotta watch them. They're on, on Disney Plus. All right, uh, is that your last one? That's my last one. All right, pick. my last one here. I got to get a droid. I'm going to go BB 8. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Basically, he is the basketball. Um, yeah. You know, has no hands. Orange round. But I kind of like the wild card nature of all that, right? He's going to be zipping around. We know he's very agile. Um, and, you know, I don't know what could happen. Sure, it might be a lot of turnovers from BB 8. The ball just touches him and he's spinning so fast it just goes out of bounds. But he's also very resourceful as well. You know, I feel like he's got lots of little uh, little gadgets and lots of little surprises in that in that space fear of his so you never know what could happen and if anything else it'll just be a distraction zooming all over you probably set some good picks even though again you might get called for some offensive fouls uh but i'll go bba just as a wild card all bba does is win he he is a, he's more resourceful than even R two D two. He has done some uh, some crazy stuff in the two movies we've seen him. I can't wait to see where he goes in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. So just a recap: my yeah, team recap, is going to be Anakin Skywalker, Ray, Chirrut Imwe from Rogue One. I have General Grievous and Zeb. Uh, uh, as my alien, you got like you have some you have some deep cuts. Yeah, you it's some, true. You got some deep cuts. Couple on prequel your team. characters. I pulled you got some out prequels. There. You got some animated. You know, uh, you know. Uh, I'm sure they'd appreciate it if you said animated rather than cartoon, Scott. Come sure, on. sure. Uh, the thing is, cartoon isn't a prerogative in my sure. mind. It's not a bad it's okay. word. It's, it's yeah. a compliment. Yes, but you're right. Animation is probably better. All right, my team: Chewbacca, Mandalorian, Kylo Ren, Luke Skywalker, BB-8. Very classic. You know, classic guys. Kind of the opposite of yours a little bit. You know, some obvious guys in there. Um, um, but yeah, it should be a good game. Excited to see you on the court. Where's uh, where's like the neutral site? You know, we're being played on. I don't know. Is it going to be mm, great uh, question? I yeah. mean, Coruscant seems like an easy yeah, answer. Let's go but there. Let's go everything there. in this galaxy happens on Tatooine. That might yeah. be hard to play though. Twin yeah, suns too humid. You know, we're always worried about the sun getting in your eyes. They have two, <laughs> so that wouldn't be great. But all right, well, uh, I, I hope your team doesn't lose because Kylo Ren, sore loser. Yeah, we've seen. May the force be with he's us. Gonna, he's going to carve up the locker room after the game. All right, and right. Now, it is time to talk to you about our sponsor. Hello, Timberwolves fans. We understand that you've come across hard times. The W's have turned to L's, and those sorrowful lows are what we specialize in. We'd like to welcome you to Losers Anonymous, a safe space where losers gather to help other losers get back on the pathway to winning. Here at Losers Anonymous, you'll participate in our extensive multi-step program, that will rebuild your spirit and excise any losing tendencies you carry in your life. At Losers Anonymous, we embrace the L. In fact, holding your finger and your thumb in the shape of an L on your forehead is how we greet each other. They say failure is the greatest teacher, which means our wise losers sure have learned many lessons. Join us on our path to enlightenment. You know what rhymes with loss? Boss. And that's how you'll feel amongst fellow failures and our pathetic posse. We believe that losing is a mindset that can be corrected with our patented approach of positive reinforcement in electroconvulsive therapy. 
you'll find our reliable, yet-to-be-certified methods shocking. Losers Anonymous. Win more, lose less. Thank you to Losers Anonymous for sponsoring this episode of Wolf's Cast. Up next, it's Mailbag. It's a 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. So much mail to get to, Scott. So many questions. So many queries. So many people who just need our answers. So that's why we do Mailbag. That's what it's all about today. I want to thank everyone for sending in such great questions. Yes, thank people you so get much. Us, you know, thanks so much. We beg for them, but uh, you guys are always there for us. And and well, as you'll see in this round of mailbag, you guys get us. You understand Wolf's Cast. You understand to ask about things that aren't just going on on the floor, but uh, some other stuff as well. Let's get it started here uh, with the first question from at Shay Earlhart Earlert Earlert S H Earlert S H E A. E-H-L-E-R-T. Why is Target Center so empty for games? Bad roster, ticket prices, transfer fees, flash seats, major loss of fan base over the last 15 years, middle of the week games starting after 7? Yeah, so lots of questions. That's the end of the question. He, did, he didn't include bad weather, snow, yeah, uh, parking, the, the cost of depression. parking, seasonal depression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, obviously it's a combination of all those things, but for me, it's, you know, even at the beginning of the season, after the Wolves started off so well, you still saw low attendance at Target Center, and I just believe we got some seasoned, hard, uh, you know, some some weathered uh, fans out there. They know better, right? They're going to make you prove it. You know what I mean? It's going to have to be a half season of winning basketball, at least, for them to come around, and probably it's actually going to be like, no, it's going to take a full season of winning basketball, and then you make the playoffs, and then we come around. They almost had it a few years ago, but Jimmy Butler blew the whole thing, <laughs> exploded the whole thing. They made the playoffs, they had the fun year, and then the whole thing you know, went to crap the next year. So I don't know. I just feel like it's a delayed sort of uh, type of thing for Wolves fans. I think ticket prices are one of the major contributors. It's, yeah. it's been, been going, going up, up and up, yeah. even though they the made the playoffs. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of it is the league-wide pressure. They don't want the, I'm sure if it was up to the Timberwolves, the, team, the tickets would be cheaper. Good point. But the league doesn't want you know one team selling their tickets for so much less than the other team. So there's yeah. pressure to keep them up. But I remember when they had that free scrimmage uh, a couple of years ago, or it was just like, come see the team. They're just going to yeah. scrimmage against each other for like like 20 minutes. It was it was sold out. Like the whole Target Center is full. I've almost I've never seen it that full for like a, a, a Wolves game. And it's just because there are tons of people who want to come to the Target Center and see games that simply cannot afford Priced to. Out. Yep. And so I think that it would be silly not to factor in the ticket prices. And then also what I've said before, if you look at the games, I mean, you look on Twitter, you look at, uh, you know, if you look at... Uh, the actual broadcast, you're seeing the lower bowl, super empty. Upper bowl is pretty full. Yeah. I've been consistently surprised by the numbers yeah. in the upper bowl. Let them come down. Just let people come down. And this year, I've heard that it's been harder to sneak into the lower bowl. <laughs> I've had my tickets checked multiple times, even though I know that guy knows me because I came in and he checked my <laughs> ticket already. I know you know me. <laughs> and so I think there's a policy change of just be sticklers about not letting people sneak down. But it makes you look terrible. And also, the energy from the upper deck doesn't charge up the players like the energy from the lower deck. True. So Lower ticket prices, or at the very least, don't be so sti- don't be sticklers when it's obvious no one's showing up for those lower bowl seats. Totally, Scott. 
It was also, I don't like going to middle of the week games. I've, it's really busy. I have to work on a lot of Wednesday nights, and yeah. so it's, it is a little bit of the middle week thing. It, the games are well, well, way more att- well attended in the weekend games, but it, that's true of every team, I'm sure. Totally. All right. Well, next up, uh, who is this? Arc at RK Brew. Why? It's none other than our friend and frequent co-host Robert, which with an H. Everybody. Uh, he tweeted at us, which current or former Timberwolf do you think would make the best Santa? For what it's worth, my vote goes to Oliver Miller. Yeah, uh, big O there. Yeah, he's uh, he's a large. You know, there's, there's a couple of different ways to go with this. If yeah. you're like uh, large, like huge person, you know, girthy person, mm-hmm. I feel like is is maybe one way. Obviously, Nikola Pekovic that comes to mind immediately. Sure. You know, he already um, has the beard. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Another um, Euro, a big Euro guy, uh, Radulica, Radulica, Nikola, oh, yeah. uh, Nikola, or I forget what his first name I was. I thought it was like Milo. Radulica yeah, yeah, Miloslav. Yeah, yeah, Rajalisa, like he had the big beard too, you know, brown beard, but whatever. I still, I'll take the beard, you know, and go with that. Um, you know, I think I feel like those guys would be good. But then, as far as you know, sort of the giving spirit, and as far as the you know selflessness, you gotta go with Gorgie Jang, right? As someone who you know, you could see Gorgie come around the corner with all the gifts for everybody, giving more than receiving. You know, I feel like he's one of the more selfless guys that we currently have, or has been on the team for a while. Well traveled, so. Santa has yeah, to go all over the globe, know the world. I'm pretty sure I've seen him wear a Santa hat too before, so. Oh, it's like a good it looks. Yeah, it who, looks good. Who else should we add to the list of of you know Santa Santa like people? Um, well, I think that we did a trade. I'm pretty sure we traded Anthony Randolph to the Knicks, and both the players we got back would be appropriate in different ways. One, Eddie Curry, just for fat jokes. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you may take your pot shots there, at uh-huh. Eddie Curry. But I'm going to go with the other guy, the most joyful of all Timberwolves players. He's very jolly. I'm going with Corey Brewer oh, is my answer. The big smile. He's got. He's he's the exact opposite of fat Santa. But uh-huh. most of the Santas have to wear padding anyways, you know, because you could go by weight, Eddie Curry style. But I'm going to go by jo- jolliness with Corey Brewer. Nice. All right. Next question from uh, underscore Nicholas Holder uh, on Twitter uh, asks, how much of an impact do you think Wiggins' new haircut has had on his performance this season, and what other players could benefit from a new uh, hairstyle? I like how Great. you said Nicolas. It's Nicholas. 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 Yeah, whenever there's an H in there, I feel Nicholas. like I go with the Nicholas. But Nikola uh, Pekovic is with a K. Yeah. But anyways, we're derailing haircut, this. Haircut, obviously, we like a haircut. And, yeah. and when you immediately start playing better after haircut, we believe it is uh, a factor. Um, so, you know, I try to notate whenever there's a haircut game, whenever a guy gets a haircut, I'll tweet sure. haircut game. Um, but, yeah, I feel like for sure, new hair, new man, New Wiggins, but you got to be careful too because Carl took the twists out of his hair and he's been playing less than. That's the same. He's he's still the best player on our team, but he's definitely had you know some of his worst games of the season since he took out the twists from. So who's got the worst hairstyle? Obviously, I've I've made my my uh, opinion known. Robert Covington when he goes with sort of like the. The sort of the all shaved sides with like the like the like tie up in the middle and then like lets a few strands hang down in the back. I think he currently has that going. I hate that. Looks really odd and not a cool way. Um, it's sort of like a weirdo mohawk like sort of look. So I would vote him as far as current guys. So I'd like to see him switch up the hair. So for an aesthetic perspective, I yes. agree. But yes, I think yes, just yes. for who could use a shake up, uh-huh. you know, maybe just uh-huh. get a new hairstyle to try something. Stale. I'd like to see Trevion Graham shake it up. Okay. I like his hair enough, yeah. of course, but yeah. he's got enough of it because like some of these. Guys, is like Culver, change it up. What's he gonna do? What's Shave his head yeah, bald? Yeah, you know, yeah. like he doesn't have much. <laughs> he can have do. moves. Yeah, yeah but uh, Trevion Graham's got quite a bit of hair. He could. Uh, he might not even have to get it cut to do it in a different style. But I just think that you know he needs a he needs a change of pace, just something to go his way. So hopefully, uh, changing up his haircut will change his shooting. 
All right, next up, uh, at Cal Grams. Hey, shout out, Cal. This is from IG. Cal, Cal. Uh, are we the worst team in the league? Let's just be honest. Well, we're always well, honest, Cal. Hey, yeah, we're always we honest. We don't pull any punches. I mean, right One now, <laughs> right now, we're the worst team in the league. In the month of December, we're yeah. the worst team in the league. Currently, we are the worst. We had losing streak. Uh, no one's even close losing streak wise right now to the Wolves. So, yeah. So right now, yes, that is true. But you know, if, if for the whole season, there's obviously you know five, six, ten other teams that are probably going to be consistent, consistently worse than the Wolves. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, the Wolves are going to bounce back. They're not going to be this bad the rest of the season teams that have less wins than us in our conference we already went over it it's the warriors who are definitely worse than yeah us. yeah i'd say we're better than the warriors yes and uh the pelicans who just proved they're better than us last night even without zion they proved they're better I think than the us. wolves have a better record than both those teams yeah i think so too but we you can't say we're better than the pelicans after they trashed us last night so at least in the near term and then in the eastern conference the wizards the Cavs, the knicks and the hawks have worse records than us we beat the Hawks. The Knicks are terrible. The Cavs look pretty terrible. So I believe we're better than those teams. Wizards, we've won one. We've lost one. We split the series. One of their eight wins was against us, though, at home, at our at Target Center, of course. So, um, yeah, I would say we're, we're better than the Warriors, and we'll probably finish with a better record than the Pelicans. And we're better than the Knicks and the Cavs, I'd say. So, yeah, we're one of the seven worst teams in the league. At Travis Shan writes in on Twitter, in spirit of the Jeff Teague's recent, in spirit of Jeff Teague's recent play, who are the Wolves' all-time frustration all-stars? Or basically, just who are the most frustrating players in Wolves history? Good question. We've had more frustrating players than good players. Yes, yeah, so frustrating. I mean, I think of a lot of like high draft picks, you know, think about like Rashad McCants, you know, Wesley Johnson. You know, we're talking about, you know, Randy Foy was pretty good, I guess, for a little for a little bit there. Um, you know, uh, Darko was frustrating Johnny, just because he didn't want to play. Johnny Flynn. I mean, yeah. there's just so much hype around these like lottery picks, and then when they don't turn out, it's Derek like, Williams. Ah, Derek yeah. Williams. So put yeah. Derek Williams. So those in the are the top first. Five. That's the group of, I think of first is like bust lottery picks. Uh, oh, Alexi Chavez always frustrated me. Yeah, that was another tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, it's all been like role player guys or sort of like you know, you know, Kevin Love, Al Jefferson. Like the top guys weren't frustrating. They were. They did their job. They kind of like did their thing. Kevin Martin maybe a little bit um, yeah uh, I'm trying to think of like injury guys now like who are like people who are like oh you're always hurt why you, why does this always keep happening you know um, I don't know so I guess it's mostly just the young guys that really didn't pan out right that <laughs> that group of yeah that con era you know 2000s aughts era like sort of like Martel Webster yeah so Ooh. many guys with lots of promise that really just never really panned out like that's what I think about frustration I think about those guys and obviously like Jimmy Butler you know frustrating for a whole different yeah. set of reasons not on the court but yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next, we have questions, you know, from from Stringer Bell, Lagomite, and Draga Beats. Uh, and they all asked in different ways about sort of trades and, and Covington and who we think might be able to go after here in the trade season. We talked about that in full court press, but we got we got to shout them out for sending in questions. So thank you, fellas. For yeah, that. and I haven't really put a ton of thought into it yet, but I'll fire up the trade machine, especially yeah, now that it's not so fun to watch the Wolves. And over the holiday, I'll fire up that trade machine. I'll come up with some ideas and I'll share them with you on Twitter and on the pod. All right, who we got next, Scott? Uh, this is N. Stumo Langer at classic, N. Stumo classic. Langer. Yeah, Nick, always, always Nick good. in the house. Good for the questions. Which current Wolves player could most feasibly play the star in an action movie? Thinking about KG and Uncut Gems. So who's going to, which uh, Wolves player, current player, yeah, I say? I got, uh, I got uh, Jordan Bell. 
you know, I feel like I, this season, I, I have my eyes open to sort of like what a character is. I feel like he would be very, you know, he'd have lots of charisma on screen, you know, in front of the camera. He's very like energetic, but also, you know, I feel like he's got some personality to him. He's kind of like the energy guy on the end of the Wolves bench, like type of thing. Plus, he's big, you know, feel like he's pretty built, built pretty well. So I feel like he's got the body and sort of like, not that the action, you know, I feel like action stars sometimes are, you know, they have to say very few words. Vin Diesel, right. The Rock, like sort Bo- Bond was in a John Wick movie. Yeah, yeah. So there is, you can go that way where it's like the sort of like dark and mysterious like guy, but I'll go with the more charismatic sort of like leading man who's, uh, you know, built type of big guy. So I'll go Jordan Bell. Um, I, I want to give a shout to Cat because he's been in a lot of stuff already. Yeah. He's, he's got cameos on shows and a music video. So who is most likely to end up with a cameo role in the movie? Probably Cat. Yeah. But I don't think he can be the star of an action movie. I want if this is the star we're talking about, not like Boban and John Wick kind of thing. You got to take out some of these bigs. They're just not coordinated enough to do the stunts and you know <laughs> flipping and stuff. So. Yeah. And then you have like the leading lady and she's like two feet smaller than you. You know, it's not <laughs> it going to work. Weird, yeah. So I'm going to go with Jeff Teague. He's nice, got a pretty nice, good angry nice. face. You yeah. know, I. I I think that his proportionally, Stoic. you know, it's not like he's got this w- crazy weird wingspan where you're like, why is why is James Bond able to touch his knees without bending over? You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go with Jeff Teague. I think he's got a good look for it. And I think that when we've seen pissed off Jeff Teague, I think I, I could picture that that Jeff Teague, you know, in an action movie. I'm going with Teague. Nice. All right. One more question here. Uh, wrap it Although Okogi would do all of his own stunts. Yeah. No no concern for his own body. So shouts to Okogi too. Absolutely. Last question here uh, from Lex Drewy. Um, he, uh, he says, "All righty." He's he's from Australia. By All the righty. All righty. It's uh, break up the day here in Aus, Australia, on the golf course with the workmates. Plenty of frothies, uh, beer emoji, and so follow their their top golf antics. Which three current or former wolves would you like to hit the links for a cheeky eighteen? Nice, nice, Lex Drury, right there. I love it. From down under, appreciate listening uh, all the way in Australia. That's crazy to us here in Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Um, all right, who who's the golf? I mean, we talk about maybe some best golfers. We talk about Josh Kogi. He's got a nice swing. Carl Anthony Towns. Um, obviously, I wanna I wanna get I wanna get KG out there. I want the most competitive people doing something that they're not like great at you know what i mean i like that idea of like kg like doing his best he doesn't know how to golf but he's such a competitor you know he's just so into it that kind of stuff so i mean kg's an obvious one i think also when you go golfing i'm not good at golf but i've golfed before with people and you want someone who's loud and fun and, and outgoing yeah, you know and very animated yeah someone who's going to be a lot of fun between holes and stuff like that just joking non-stop i think kg would be perfect for that yeah there's definitely lots of frustration lots of you know angst around golf i feel like right even if you're good at it i feel like it's one of those things that you're just never great at it takes forever to kind of master it's kind of how i understand it you know so yeah i like the idea of yeah someone who's going to keep it light who's going to keep it fun out there who else besides uh besides kg josh or kogi something tells me christian leitner is a great golfer yeah just maybe because every time i see him he's in a polo shirt but i I just have the feeling that he he can he could probably shoot a pretty good you know 18 we know jim pete you know that's not a player but we know he plays yeah he's got stories he's got stories you know he'll go he'll go 18 with you no matter who you are and have a good time. So yeah, I think Jim Pete would be really good. He's always talking about uh, about golf and stuff, you know. So yeah, there's a, there's a couple there's a couple out there. But yeah, I think some NBA players really like golf. Steph Curry, famously a big golfer. Andre yeah. Godala, you know, it's golf and I bowling. watched our buddy Tom on Steph Curry's show. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, yeah, holy moly, holy moly on ABC. They did him dirty in the edit. They didn't watch, ah. let us watch any of his holes. I'm still angry about that. So <sighs> screw you, Steph. 
But uh, yeah, maybe Brandon Roy seems like he'd be a good golfer, you know? Yeah, there you go. All right, thank you to everybody who's sending questions. Really appreciate it when you contribute to our show. Really like that. Thank you so much. All right, time to do Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. All right, Wolfies, we are giving out some awards, some statues, some honors. We got them right here. Um, I'll get us started off. Um, I would like to give my weekly Wolfie to uh, someone who currently writes for The Athletic. It's Seth Partnow. You got to follow him at Seth Partnow, S-E-T-H-P-A-R-T-N-O-W. Uh, he's awesome. He is, uh, he, he is formerly the director of basketball research for the Milwaukee Bucks. That was his job last year. Now he is in the media working for The Athletic, writing great pieces over there, uh, great follow on Twitter, great just sort of just a different kind of thinker, I feel like. He's coming up with different concepts and different kind of ways to watch the game. Definitely someone to follow and pay attention to if you're kind of you know trying to stay up on trends and try to look to see what's next in the in the NBA, especially for someone it's very rich coming from someone you know from the who was you know formerly working for an analytics department with a team. So you know I really like to see that. And yeah, his piece I think you should check out is called "The New NBA Heliocentrism: How Teams Revolve More Around Today's Stars Than They Ever Have Before." It's a great piece on the Athletic, kind of talking about Trey Young, Luka Doncic. James Harden, uh, you know, uh, uh, LeBron, you know, guys that with the whole team and the whole offense kind of revolves around what this one player can do. It's a really interesting look. And Seth is just a really great follow both on Twitter and at The Athletic. So uh, please go check out Seth. It's uh, It's been really cool. And I'd like to sometimes get you up on, you know, different people I think you should be following on Twitter because uh, they're interesting and uh, put, you know, come up with some uh, cool new stuff. So give it for Seth. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Will you put that in the show notes for everyone? Yes, Neil? absolutely. You'll find that in the show notes. We'll hey, The Athletic, all. if you're thinking about a hey, gift hey, idea, hey, treat yourself. There you go. To get a gift card from your parents or, or dad, something. Because you know? let me tell you, yeah. uh, Britt Robson is worth the price of admission alone. The Wolves coverage is terrific. I like the Twins coverage. I like their MLB coverage as well. But the, really, the Wolves coverage is great. We got, you know, former, uh, you know, Wolves bloggers like Talk Hoops. Mm. Zach Harper's Zach on Harper, there. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of good stuff. So I would recommend strongly that you check that out. Um, all right, my Wolfie is going to go to new assistant general manager Joe Branch, who is a wildcat. <laughs> That's the sound they play at the football games. Go Cats, everybody. He uh, played at Northwestern for four years. He was NU, class of 98. Um, and yeah, it wasn't a good time. The Northwestern basketball has always been bad. In his four years, he won eight games. Go! So yeah, that's a pretty tough record. He wasn't he wasn't really lighting it up at Northwestern, but hey, we probably ate at the same mess halls. We probably <laughs> I wonder if he painted the rock. You know, maybe yeah. he went on the landfill and painted a message for you know his girlfriend out there. Maybe he went to Sarkis. You know, maybe he was Five Mu Alpha. And maybe he was Five Mu Alpha. There's all the questions <laughs> about it. I, if I see him, I'll, I'll pick his brain about it. But yeah. it's nice to see a follow a wildcat. Uh, you know, within the organization because we can't play basketball, but we're pretty good at doing smart guy stuff. There I think. There you go. You there know? you go. We got some smart guys coming out of that school. So, shouts to Joe Branch. Uh, let's let's go to a Northwestern Gophers football game sometime. Something like that. Yeah. Or basketball. Yeah, <laughs> the basketball team's not really that good. If you want to see him there, maybe go to the basketball game. I'd go to the, yeah, go to the yeah, barn. Go to the it's barn. a fun it's a fun place to watch Check basketball. All right, and then Arcanus uh, Weekly Wolfie, which we have one this week because there was lots of pieces. Uh, it's funny. We written. couldn't do one last week, but there was four. Now there's there lots. was four that yes. I thought deserved yes. it. Yes. 
So yeah, I'm uh, not surprised by the one you picked at all, especially picked, with the Twitter controversy that you that's get started. Right. The one I picked is by Mike O'Hagan. He wrote, "It's time for Timberwolves fans to stop obsessing over D'Angelo Russell." And yeah, I uh, definitely agree with a lot that was written here, and, and it is just an interesting kind of dive into you know what Russell has been doing this year and why it might not be the best fit. Uh, for the Wolves. Uh, so yeah, go check that out at Canis Hoopas. Lots of other good stuff over there. We can't shout them all out, Scott. I'm going to you know. shout out the three real quick that I like. No, not, we can, not we go, can shout them all out. Um, yeah, of course, because it's Canis. It's a great place to be. Carl Anthony Towns needs more shots. We talked about that. If you want to go in depth about how other teams get bigs open and stuff like that, check that out. Trade season is here. What's in store for the Wolves? We talked a little bit about trades, but if you want to go into more about what our cap situation is and what some realistic options are, go into that. And then also, just because I want to encourage him to keep writing these the wolf nightcap volume seven ah, love so the nightcaps so, so great so canis killing it with content this week we're gonna be like the fourth best post on there we'll be up there too so yeah leave us a comment nobody ever does i take it personally all right let's uh let's uh play this game it's uh we wait for this every single year i'm very excited for it we don't have a lot of time but uh we're gonna do it anyway it's star wars or fourth NBA time player. we've played this yes on the yes podcast. wow a reoccurring game we'll see how we do I'll- so fun um, I could go as long as we want, but I'll try to keep it short. Let's just do a couple here. All right. Uh, let's get started, Neil. Uh, NBA player or Star Wars character? Very simple. You say a name, and I tell you if it's an NBA player or a Star Wars character. Tobias Beckett. Tobias Beckett? Oh, no. <laughs> I've never heard of this name. Uh, Beckett? Uh, I don't know if there's an NBA player named Beckett. I'm going to go Star Wars. But it Wars. could be former as well. Yeah, sure. I'll go Star Wars. I'll say Star Wars. Like the most normal person name that I there know. is, what and is you, that? You, you you guessed it right. Uh, he is played by Woody Harrelson, major role in the Solo movie. He's Han Solo's mentor in that movie, so mm. not a small character. All right, let's go on to our next one. Toro Calican. Toro. <laughs> this Toro Calican. Oh, it sort of sounds like Calrissian. I'm gonna guess Star Wars. Toro, too. Is a he was on The Mandalorian. He was the bounty hunter that needed uh, help on Tatooine, played by Jake Cannavale. Also, star, you know, Toro, you can't, I mean, yeah, that's a, a Star Wars tough one. It's yeah, a Star Wars okay, okay, okay. All right, next up, UA Blob. <laughs> How do you spell that? U-W-E space B-L-A-B. B-L-A-B. Ah, uh, it's so short. Uh, let me go Star Wars again. Star Wars. It's a, it's a Star Wars name for sure, but it's actually a player who played from <laughs> 85 to 90 with the Mavericks, the oh. Warriors, and the Spurs. A center, 7-1. 85 to 90, wow. Yep. Okay. All right, next up, Fennis Dembo. Fennis. Fennis. Sounds very sounds very Bounty Hunter-esque. Let me, let me keep going to Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, This was tough, though. He only played 74 minutes in the league. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> he played with the Pistons from 88 to 89. Fennis. That was a good good team for the Pistons, the 89 Pistons. But uh, Fennis Dumbo. Dembo. Such, Dembo. A, such a Star yeah. Wars name. Yeah. All right, next up, Sly Moore. Sly Moore. S-L-Y. Yep. Sly Moore. Uh, I have no idea. I'll finally guess NBA. I'll guess NBA here. One of Palpatine's personal aides, played by Sandy Findlay. <laughs> I should say, all these Star Wars characters, I kept it to the movies. Good. There's no extended universe stuff. Nice, or nice, or nice. Mandalorian, sure. as is the case. Nice. All right, let's go through this a little bit. Uh, how about Antonio Mati? Antonio. Uh, Antonio Mati, I have no idea who that is, but I'm going to guess NBA, please. NBA, Antonio. Oh, you're kidding me. Played by Richard Le. 
Harmontier. The name is too normal. Vader chokes him in A New Hope because he finds his lack of faith disturbing. Uh, <laughs> nice. All right, let's go to another one. How about Zan Tabak? That is Star Wars. I definitely don't know who it is, but Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, come on. I, thought I knew that one. This is the most Star Wars name to ever play in the NBA. Ugh. But he played uh, several seasons, 94 through 98 with the Rockets, the Raptors, the Celtics, Zan? and the Pacers. And then again, 99 to 2001. So m- multiple seasons center um, as well. All right, let's try Cornelius Evazen. Evazen. Cornelius Evazen. NBA? Okay, He's okay. A wanted okay. man who has a death sentence in 12 systems. He picked on Luke and the cat Tina, Ugh. played by Alfie Curtis. Got his got his le- arm played cut off. He doesn't like Alfie you. Curtis. I'll try to be careful. I don't like you. All right, give me one more. One more good one here. Okay, I'm going to give you a good one. Give me the best one here. Rio Durant. <laughs> Rio Durant. I was like, Kevin Durant. I feel like I should pick NBA here, Scott. Uh, Rio Durant. Let me get NBA. NBA, 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 NBA. Ah! You need ah, to watch Solo, Neil, a Star Wars story. He's an Ardenian pilot who's voiced by John Favreau. Of course. Of course he is. Just some fun names. Yeah, I won't make you guess, but I'll rattle off. Slick Watts. Um, let's see. We have Zantab back. We did Derek Clevian, Wes Jansen, uh, Wayne Zishi. Oh, yeah. I know. That's, Jay, that's NBA. Yeah. Jan Dodonna. I don't know. Zeke Zalawook. I don't know. It's NBA. Yinka Dare. Oh, yeah. NBA. NBA. Yeah. So, Bimble Coles. Oh, yeah. Nice. Also, I, I was You're trying to think this. about how I've been thinking how easy it is to make Star Wars names. So, I was thinking about what would be the Star Wars names for some of the Timberwolves players. Like, Jarrett Culver would be Jar Rhett. Right, right. Yeah. You can just alter them a little bit and they're there. I think Robert Covington would be Ro Coven. Teague would be T K Quay. <laughs> T Quay. Uh, Let's see. Ryan Saunders would be Jan Son. Uh, yeah. Trevion Graham would be Trev Eon. This is you got to save some of these. This is the this is the Timberwolves Star Wars name generator right uh, here. Yeah, right? I, I can do all of them off my heads. Yeah. I was thinking about you and me. I think we would take uh, the end of your name, Neil Olstad. We would go Elol Stad. <laughs> nice, nice. Elol Stad. Yeah. Mine would be Otto Stad. Okay. And I was doing some other ones just in my head, like Meg. Her maiden name's Beerling, so it'd be B Erling. Like apostrophe. The early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. To, I can do these all off the top of my head. I have a natural Star Wars name generator. That's why we play this game, you guys. We like Star Wars names. We're big fans of uh, both the Wolves and Star Wars. That's why we do it. But yes, go check out uh, Rise of Skywalker this weekend. Uh, check out The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Scott and I will be in Orlando riding Rise of the Resistance in just about two months' time. So Wait, we're all about build it. my own lightsaber. Yeah, so we're, we're going down there. So it's all happening, you guys. Neil, so you should watch Solo because it's pretty clear to me you've Solo never, again. You've I never saw seen it once. Yeah, I got to watch it again. Uh, but that's it for Wolves Cast this week. Appreciate you guys listening. And the saddest of all weeks, the Wolves are losing his team in the NBA. But you're still here listening to this podcast, proving your, your allegiance uh, uh, to us here at Wolves Cast and the team because, hey, it doesn't matter. Hey, especially because you've been through the many years of basketball this is nothing right at least the team is modern and you know all these other things right you can uh, you can have uh, some perspective on your side as far as this losing streak goes so we've had we've had much worse very recently in fact right <laughs> to quote many star wars characters i have a bad feeling about this thank you guys for listening to our show this week we'll be back next week with another one go wolves can you sing ben's not at all <laughs> <laughs>